Today is a warning. One of the most ominous prophecies in Scripture is the message of deception in the end time causing folks to believe that they are saved when they are not. We will analyze one of the, if not the most dangerous agendas being pushed in our world today on this edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries, and thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. Today, a warning. Matthew 24, 4 through 5. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceives you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, but they will deceive many. They're going to be a religious individual. And say, oh, yeah, we're coming in the name of Jesus. We're coming in the name of Christ. But they've got a message of deception. We need to know how to discern from the message of deception and the truth. And that's to know the word of God. So I'm going to go through a lot of, of the word of God today. Matthew 7, 13 through 23, the Bible says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way. That leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leads to life, and few there be that find it. Verse 15 says, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Verse 21, Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, which is not very far off, everybody. Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? And in in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done wonderful works. But the Bible says, and then he will say to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. So, how do we know the truth from deception? It's to know the Word of God. If you have never been involved in a good Bible study or sat under a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching pastor, you need to get involved in that as quickly as possible. One of the quickest ways I know, the Jerusalem Prophecy College. It's, It's an online college that we have that can get you up to speed on the Bible to keep you from getting involved in deception in the end time. The Bible says most of the world will be caught up in this. But it's something you cannot be involved in in the end time. Go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com, sign up, start taking the courses, and it will. it's our way of getting you up to speed quickly 
on the Bible, the basic foundational principles of the Bible, the doctrines of the Bible. It does go pretty deep. And you, if you've never been in a good Bible study, you need to go through the Jerusalem Prophecy College. Now, say, well, why is it so important? Because there are many agendas being pushed in our world today. Propaganda, things that are trying to move you off of a certain course to get you in a trap. And because there are people that want to control our society. Some of them would be um, the move away from cash towards a digital society or as a more inclusive world. Well, of course, the agenda for that is control. Cash is freedom. Why take why move people off of a cashless off of a cash and onto a digital society? It's all about control, everybody. These are all agendas. The agenda to silence conservatives. You understand um, Twitter, Facebook, Google, the, uh, YouTube, they're all censoring conservative individuals. End Time Ministries has been hit hard with these censorships. Today, even uh, President Trump uh, made a, a, an announcement in, on um, the news and Newsmax reported it. That he announced a class action lawsuit against the tech giants, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, which parent, the parent company is Google, over their unlawful censorship of him and others as conservatives after the, the social media giants banned a sitting president from posting in the wake of the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. If they can ban a sitting president of the United States, they can ban anybody. And President Trump said that we're demanding an end to the shadow banning, the stopping of the silent of silencing, the stop to the uh, backlisting, banishing, canceling of that. You know very well all of that has happened to End Time Ministries and our our social networking uh, sites. Trump said that in an appearance at one of his golf courses this morning in New Jersey. He said, we will prove that this censorship is unlawful, unconstitutional, and it is completely un-American. Its agenda is being pushed in America right now and around the world even. But these are not the most dangerous agenda. They're dangerous, but not the most. Then there's the agenda by the United Nations against Israel. Totally anti-Semitic, anti-Israel, United Nations horribly anti-Semitic. It's an agenda being pushed. Why? Satan's the driver behind world government. Does not want to see a nation of Israel. That's why the United Nations is so anti-Israel. Always have been, always will be. Then, of course, there's the LGBTQ agenda being pushed in our world. Very dangerous. GLAAD, capital G-L-A-A-D, It's the world's largest lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer, LGBTQ, media advocacy organization. And they have, in fact, convinced Hollywood to increase the representation of the LGBTQ agenda in TV shows such as networks um, and TV shows and networks, including like Nickelodeon, things geared towards kids. The public broadcasting system, the Cartoon Network, they've signed on to this effort. 
And many people let their kids just feed on that stuff for hours and hours and hours. Folks, there are agendas being pushed. Not so subtly anymore to grab the minds of our children. You need to be careful what your children watch, what they're learning in school. It's very, very important because there are agendas being pushed. They realize that children's, a children's mind is like a sponge. The Bible says that you train up a child in the way that it should go and it won't depart from it. And so what you feed your children in their mind as they're young, they'll have that the rest of their life. So we've got to be careful because there are agendas being pushed in America right now that are dangerous to our children and our families. Does the book of Revelation frighten you? Do its symbols confuse you? For centuries, the book of Revelation has been misunderstood and misinterpreted. In Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, volume one, Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. This 10-part definitive DVD series and 268-page comprehensive commentary book covers the first 12 chapters of the book of Revelation, featuring on-location photography, classic artwork, and symbolic illustrations. You'll walk away with complete understanding and peace about the events happening during the final years on Earth. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding as you dig into the original intent of the book answering the mysterious prophecies and symbols of the book of revelation don't miss this special offer call now 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com to order call or go online now to get this comprehensive bible study we've seen bible prophecy fulfilled like never before From the halls of the United Nations to the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, End Time Ministries continues to reveal the Bible prophecy in the news headlines around the world every day. Whether it's through our broadcast or online at our Jerusalem Prophecy College, your gifts enable us to put vital materials in the hands of those who need it most. Because of you, we continue to replace fear with faith. In the hearts of Christians around the world, we will continue to see prophecy come to pass at an even swifter pace. We need your support. Your donation of any amount enables us to continue to broadcast and be a voice in the ever-growing censored media. To become a partner or give a one-time gift, visit endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME right now. That's 800-363-8463. Go online now. Visit endtime.com. Now, we'll get back to these agendas really quick. Let me give you an announcement here. I will be, this coming weekend, I'm going to be in Ann Arbor, Michigan, July 10th. This will be Saturday evening, 6 to 8 p.m., I'll be teaching the future according to Bible prophecy, this giant timeline. I'll walk you through it. It's awesome. I think you'll love it. It's going to be at the Solid Rock Church in Ann Arbor, uh, of Ann Arbor, 3823 North Dixborough Road. Sunday morning, July 11, from 1030 to 1030 a.m., 1230 p.m., I'll be doing Breaking Prophetic Fulfillments. Uh, I'll do my best to do a Q&A session. I've already had people. I got a guy coming from Florida that's going to be t- bring ten or twelve people. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have a wonderful time, a great turnout. I'll be doing breaking prophetic fulfillments again. Solid Rock Church of Ann Arbor, thirty-eight twenty-three North Dixborough Road, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Look forward to seeing many of you up there 
this weekend. We've always had great conferences right there around the Detroit area. So uh, got a lot of great followers, a lot of good partners from up there. Thank you so much. Look forward to seeing you this weekend. Now, back to these agendas. I'm still on the LGBTQ agenda really quick. As Breitbart News, they previously reported that a veritable tidal wave of gay representation has washed over children's TV shows with a 222% increase in the LGBTQ characters, 222% in, in the characters and stories between 2017 and 2019. Over a 200% increase, folks. Today, it is virtually impossible to find a TV series without a gay character or an LGBTQ theme. And a review of the content that's found a whopping 259 gay characters in cartoons and TV series aimed at children. you got to watch what your children are watching right now. you got to be careful. The Epic Times, uh, Alex Newman, who's with The New American, he wrote... The totalitarian agenda behind the LGBTQ sex ed revolution in our schools. Extreme sexualization of the LGBTQ plus indoctrination of children (coughs) at younger and younger ages in public schools is now ubiquitous nationwide. And it's part of a much broader agenda that goes well beyond just encouraging confusion and promiscuity for its own sake. He said the real goal is ultimately to destroy the nuclear family as the foundation of civilization. As Karl Marx and countless other totalitarians understood, this is the goal. That you do away with the family and the state will step in to fill the void left by the family unit. We see that happening all the time. If the family unit was intact, wouldn't need so much of the state. But then since families are blowing apart... The state wants to come in. So there's an agenda being driven here. So in short, sex ed is aimed at undermining the very building blocks of our society. It's a horrible agenda being pushed in America. The green agenda, steering us towards wealth redistribution and socialism. Because the green agenda, it's all propaganda. So there's a goal, there's an agenda behind it. The global governance agenda. In times of crisis, they want you to look to the world government, not to a deity or uh, something that individual religions worship. You look to the world government. Bigger government is the answer, right? That's the agenda. So these are dangerous agendas in our world. However, the one that I want to bring to your attention today is the interfaith Agenda or the establishment of a world religion. We're talking about it all the time right now because it's constantly something in the news. Something new is being done to bring all these religions under one umbrella, one common global belief system. And I believe that this is one of the most, if not the most, dangerous agenda of them all. When they will be... Getting people to think that, hey, you can believe anything you want and be saved, but they're not. It's horribly dangerous. Jesus warned us about it. The apostles warned us about false prophets that would come and uh, there were grievous wolves coming among you to steal these truths away. Folks, you've got 
to know your Bible. You say, well, I, 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 I've never been in a Bible study. Never studied that. End Time Ministries has many ways to help you. Our website is full of information, more than you could ever read, to help you get a, a, a hold on some of these things. The Jerusalem Prophecy College, it's offered at very minimal cost to get you through understanding the Bible, keys to spiritual growth, the life and teachings of Jesus Christ, and Satan defeated, sonship restored, and many other things. Into the Age Plus, all access to everything that we have. And all of them DVDs can walk you through everything. We will teach you. And so, on uh, the one of the things I wanted to go through about the one world religion, many people think, well, I don't really have to care about that. You know, I'm not into religion at all. Well, that's another conversation we would need to have. But for those of you that are sincere, one, that love the Lord, you're doing your best to serve the Lord with all your heart. But you've never been taught. I mean, maybe you sat under a good pastor that was awesome about leading a church, but he was not real deep in his theological understanding and it could help you out with certain issues. You're just searching. You're kind of groping for what, what is the truth? How can I know the truth that will get me to heaven? The Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. There are not even two truths. There's not your truth and my truth. It's what does the Bible say? That's the truth, period. End all. End of discussion. If the Bible says it, that's what we're going with. So on March 12th, just what? A couple months ago now, a few months ago, Jim Herson, he wrote an article for Newsmax titled, Down the Path to a One World Religion. Now, Mr. Herson is a secular writer and a lawyer, not a pastor, not a prophecy teacher or uh, preacher. He's a secular writer. And, but he wrote this article, Down the Path to a World Religion, for Newsmax. Not necessarily a religious uh, entity. It's a news source. But he recognized, hey, they're trying to establish a world religion here. And we know from the prophecies of the Bible, that's exactly what's going to happen. So what I'm going to do is to go down his article with you and I'm going to inject some scriptures to let you know this is a huge warning in our time. This is probably, in my opinion, one of the most ominous prophecies in the Bible. This end time deception that would make people think they're saved when they're not. And they get before the Lord and say, hey, we did many mighty great works in your name, Lord. And he's going to say, I don't even know you. Depart from me, you work of iniquity. I don't want that to happen to anybody listening to me today. So I want you to know the truth. So in the article, Mr. Herson writes, The Bishop of Rome recently held a historic meeting with the chief figure of Shia Islam, the Grand Ayatollah al-Sistani. One phrase was repeated, repeatedly used in the press reports to describe the coming together of the Pope and Sistani, and that being interfaith dialogue. Very dangerous. That, that, that right there should throw up red flags to any Christian. Interfaith? Interfaith dialogue is an organized effort to engage in a discussion of beliefs along with a sharing of religious and or cultural community-oriented practices which takes place between people of differing faiths. 
And Mr. Herson writes, the goal of such a dialogue is to break down barriers. Now, he's coming at this from a secular standpoint, you understand. He's not a pastor teaching a message. He's coming at it from a secular, here's what they're trying to do. He said, the goal of such dialogue is to break down barriers between adherents of different faiths and once accomplished, purportedly leads to world peace. But he says, any attempt, any attempt to persuade others to one's religious way of thinking, i.e. evangelization, is an unwelcome quest in the interfaith dialogue arena. Now, to a Christian, huge, giant red flag flies up right there. The interfaith belief system, the interfaith dialogue is diametrically opposed to evangelization, proselytizing, uh, going out, winning souls, winning people of other religions to the Christian faith, teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God because the end time is now. This is why end time ministries exist, everybody. And yet the interfaith dialogue is diametrically opposed to that. So guess what? I am diametrically opposed to interfaith dialogue. You say, but they're looking for it to bring peace. No, that's not the end goal. The Bible says, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me, Jesus Christ, in the earth, in in heaven and on earth. Go therefore, this is a great commission to every Christian. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. This is the great commission of every Christian living on the planet. You go and make disciples. Well, how do you make disciples if we're in this interfaith dialogue and and they, they frown on evangelization or proselytizing? You have to get off of the great commission, right? So I'm diametrically opposed to interfaith. Very deceptive agenda in our world today. So Mr. Herson goes on to say, in a very real way, it is seemingly a prerequisite that those involved in interfaith activities must first embrace the notion that no single religion could possibly lay claim to the truth. That's diametrically opposed to the word of God. This is why I'm saying you've got to know the word of God, everybody, in the end time. There may be a time in the future, I don't know if this will happen, but there could be a time when we wouldn't be on the radio anymore. Now, God forbid, I hope we can do it all the way to the rapture. But there are people that will try to silence our voice in the future. Hopefully we can be on. Hopefully I can be on uh, television and, and keep proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom of God all the way to the end. Somehow or another, we're going to do it. God will make a way. Whether it's social networking, TV, the radio, magazine, whatever we got to do, God's got a way. His message will get out there. Thankfully, up until this point, we've been able to use all the the, uh, methods of media. But you've got to know because you understand you saw the shutdown during the uh, COVID situation where people weren't always to go and meet like they normally would in a church. Now, how that will be on the next round if we have another one, I think people are going to buck against it, but... We'll see what happens. But I'm saying for yourself, you've got to know the word of God. You've got to, 
You've got to study or show yourself approved, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You've got to know the word of God, folks. It's more important than ball games and, uh, you know, just anything you could do that would suck up your time. Sports, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with thing, other things. But if you if you're uh, an, a um, have just this wonderful worldview and you're a well-read individual and you uh, just you know you're into sports and you're doing all these things in life, you're just plowing through life and having a great time, but you know nothing about the Bible. That's a scary proposition going into the end time. I'm just going to tell you, the Bible's your roadmap to heaven. You've got to understand it. It's very very important. So. I'm going to try to stay on this article. We're never going to get through this. If we don't keep going. A, he says, Herson says, a religious ideology that asserts this sort of exclusivity that would say, hey, you, there's only one way to be saved. He says this, this sort of exclusivity with regard to truth is considered to be an obstacle to the attainment of harmony in the world through interfaithism. Again, Dave Robbins, diametrically opposed to interfaithism. Because its message is, come one, come all, you can be saved when actually you can't. Not believing all of that. No, no. You cannot tell somebody, yes, you can believe in a plethora of gods and worship whoever you want and be saved. You can't believe in the Bible and teach that. You absolutely cannot do that, folks. There's only one way to be saved. John 14, 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's an end all for me right there. That's one verse. Now, there are many. John uh, 8, 23 through 24. Jesus said, and he said to them, you are from beneath. I am from above. You are of this world. I'm not of this world. Therefore, I say unto you, that you will die in your sins. For if you do not believe that I am he, you're going to die in your sins. Jesus Christ knew that people would need to believe in him as the Messiah for them to be saved. He, it was the only way. It's the essence of our Christian experience and belief system. The, the glory, the gospel. Jesus Christ, the, the, the apostle Paul said, I deliver unto you the gospel that it was delivered unto me by which you are saved. This is 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, how Jesus Christ died, was buried, and he rose again, giving us a promise of salvation called the born again experience. And you've got to believe that or there's no Christian experience. That's it. That's the essence of our Christian experience. It all goes back to Calvary and what happened on Calvary. And then our plan of salvation comes from there. That's where our plan of salvation was purchased, on Calvary. If you don't believe Calvary happened or that Jesus Christ died, was buried, and rose again, you're not even off of home plate yet. Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. 
When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. Move Mountains with Irvin Baxter. This book by Irvin's grandson provides 30 days of devotion that will enhance your relationship with God and others. Authentic illustrations from early morning devotions at end time will help you find your purpose and eliminate fears. Commit to taking this 30-day journey and experience real life change. Get your book for only $14.99. Call 1-800-363-8463 or go to endtime.com slash move. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. So the question would be, very deceptive agenda being pushed in our world right now. There's more than one way to heaven, more than one way to eternal bliss. That's absolutely false. Jesus Christ said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. You know that Jesus Christ also claimed to be the Messiah. I have known in the past Christian individuals that have looked to appease some people and said, well, Jesus never claimed to be the Messiah. That's not a true statement. John 4, 19 through 26. You understand, this is the woman speaking to Jesus by the well in Samaria. In verse 19, it says, the woman said to him, sir, I perceive, he he come to her. She's a Samaritan woman. The Jews had no dealings with the Samaritans. And he said, woman, give me to drink. And she said, well, what are you doing? You're a Jew talking to a Samaritan. And... He talks to her for a while. He talks about her current situation with her husband and she didn't have one, this, that, and the other. Then she says, uh, the woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. And our fathers worshiped in this mountain and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither worship in this mountain nor in Jerusalem. Worship the father. Well, you worship what you know, you, you don't know, but we know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. At that time, uh, Cornelius had not happened yet. It was not given to the Gentiles at that point. But in verse 23, he said, but the hour's coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth for the father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. And the, the Samaritan woman said back to him and said, Well, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Jesus Christ claimed to be the Messiah. Absolutely. He knew that he was going to be our ticket out of here. He knew Jesus Christ came and he was born to die. For our sins, purchasing us a plan, purchasing us a plan of salvation. So there's no question about it. Jesus Christ, 
through him is the only plan of salvation on this planet. Period. There's no, you can't twist it up on its head and shake it and turn it around and make it look like something different. Doesn't work like that. That's why it's important. You understand the Bible. You believe the Bible. That's what Bible prophecy does. Bible prophecy builds your faith in the word of God. What we're doing here on the radio program every day, myself, Doug, Vince, and on our television, into the age of television programs, and in our magazine, and in every DVD, and everything that we do, is we're building your faith in the Word of God. Yes, we're showing you timelines and things that are just ahead, things that, we will, that will happen. That's very important. But we're also building your faith in the only book that on the planet that you can go back to 2,000 to 2,500 years ago and use current events to show how those prophecies are coming to pass right now. That's the Bible. So when I built your faith in the Word of God over all these years, Irvin Baxter started decades ago. And we built your faith in the word of God this whole time. And then when we show you the plan of salvation, that there's only one God, Jesus is the only way to heaven, and there's only one plan of salvation, then you know, hey, these guys have built my faith in this book. Here's what this book says on how to get to heaven. I probably ought to do that. That's our goal to end time ministries. I'm just telling you. Is to get you to heaven. And that's how we do it. Well... The interfaith movement would say, but wait a minute, End Time Ministries, Dave Robbins, Irvin Baxter, all you guys. There's the interfaith movement would say, let's just push the doctrines aside. Let's set aside all our narrow differences. And let's just have tolerance and love and everybody just get along. And let's not talk about our staunch belief systems and the gods we worship. And everything. Let's not talk about that. Let's just all get along because they're really pushing this for a world governing body. At the end of the day, that's what the whole thing's all about. It's not really about, they don't really care about bringing the religions together. They can tell you that, but at the end of the day, if you understand the agenda that's being pushed, it's all about world government. Do your research. So, with the article goes on to say, I'm trying to get through this article, you guys, today. I'm doing my best. With this in mind, Herson says, part, part, Participants in interfaith dialogue must come to the discussion table with an open mind. I believe I have an open mind. I mean, there's only one way to be saved, and I've had a lot of people try to tell me different ways. But I've got an open mind. I don't have a closed mind. The Bible says you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I'm free. I've got an open mind. I just know what the Bible says. But, Herson says that this interfaith dialogue must come to the discussion table with an open mind towards the acceptance of so-called multiple truths. Well, if you know the Bible, there are not multiple truths. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. That's it. There's one. You shall know the truth. The Bible does not say you shall know and understand all the truths. You shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Person says, as well as an openness with regard to the welcoming of multiple means of worshiping a deity or deities. That's diametrically opposed to the word of God. Deuteronomy 6, 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. You shall love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. It does not say you shall love the Lord your gods, plural, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You shall love the Lord your God 
There's only one God. Ephesians 4, 5 through 6. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all who is above all, through you all, and hopefully in you all. So then the writer goes on and says, well, who wouldn't want world peace, right? Well, it's not what it appears to be. Carson said that back in the early 2019, in early 2019, there was an interfaith agreement. I'm very, very familiar with this. I've talked about it many times. There was an interfaith agreement that was signed by Pope Francis and a different Muslim leader, Sunni Grand Imam of Al-Azhar Ahmed Al-Taib. The, their meeting produced a written document that states the diversity of religions that exist in the world are willed by God. Folks, again, I'm using this statement so many times a day, but this is diametrically opposed to the Bible. That the plurality of religions is willed by God? Now, again, I'm talking about a dangerous agenda that's being pushed in the world, even here in the United States, in your city and in my city. The, in the writer, Herson says, the implication of this is that the hundreds of different religions in the world are all equally acceptable to the creator of the universe. Well, of course, millions would beg to differ with that. Acts 4, Acts chapter 4, verses 10 through 12, the Bible says, Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, and whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other. This is the Bible. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It's the one that died for us, everybody. So, to believe in the interfaith movement and say, well, there's many ways. Nope. You cannot, I'm not looking to appease. I'm looking to get people to heaven. Now, I can't save anybody. When I talk about going and saving souls, I can't save anybody. But I can share the, the gospel plan, the gospel of the kingdom of God with people. And they obey that and they get saved. That's how we, that's how we say, when I go out to win souls and save people, that's what we mean. I can't save anybody. Irvin Baxter couldn't save anybody. But when we save people, I'm sharing the gospel of the kingdom, how to obey that. They obey it. Boom. You're ready to go to heaven. It's that simple. And so that's what we do here. We've done it to thousands and thousands of people over the years, everybody. You want to get on board with that? Support in time ministries. You want to be a soul winner and you say, I just, I can't teach Bible studies. I can't do this, that, and the other. That's why we have partners who have bought into this ministry because we are winning souls and preparing people for the kingdom of heaven right now. We're, we're doing that around the world. We've done it to tens of thousands of people, literally, over the years. Maybe hundreds of thousands. It's, it's unbelievable. We have people calling from all over the world. I'm sending to churches. I'm just, it's happening all the time. Me and Doug and our team here. It's unbelievable that we've reached, I don't know how many people, before we ever left Richmond, Indiana. That was what, 16, 17 years ago now. And so it's, it's been happening for years. 
Now, once we hit TV and things, it's global and we're doing it all over the world. And we're going to be, we're going to be so intricately involved in this revival that's going to happen in the end time. I, I, it's, we're going to need God to help us. I mean, that's just how it's going to be because that my, my finite mind cannot comprehend a multitude no man can number. I believe for it, but it's hard to fathom that. But the Bible says that's the way it's going to be. Okay, so we're moving on. I'm getting through this article. Um, Herson said, in, in a 2016 video released by the Vatican, it appears to similarly indicate that different religions are all just assorted paths to God. In the footage, the Pope expresses that although faiths may be seeking God or meeting God in different ways, we are all children of God. Romans 8, 14 through 17 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you do not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness uh, with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If we indeed suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together in Christ. In, that's the key. The Bible says Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's not, it doesn't say any other name, the hope of glory. And, and I know that if, if you've been caught up in the interfaith thing, this can kind of become a little uncomfortable. I understand that. But hopefully maybe I can share some things with you that maybe you've never been taught. That the Bible is, this is the essence of the entire Bible. Your relationship with the one God, this, the thesis of the entire Bible. Your relationship with the one true God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Israel, the apostles, and us, if you're a true Christian. The one God, your relationship with him, and your relationship with your fellow man. That's the, that's the thesis of the entire Bible. All 31,000 plus verses. Because I need to, I want to go to heaven. I want to be with him. I want my wife to go. I want my kids to go. And I want everyone listening to me today to go. I want to give you the opportunity to hear the gospel of the kingdom of God. And to obey that. And to go to heaven. That's our goal here. And so I can't tell you that yes, there are two, three, four, or a hundred different ways to get there. No, no. That's why I am diametrically opposed to the interfaith dialogue, interfaith belief system. Because it is a dangerous agenda being pushed in the last days and a true Christian cannot be a part of it. Most of us walk around day by day blind to the prophecies being fulfilled right before us. Every news report brings a new piece to the puzzle in the race towards the final seven years and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, more than ever, it is important for God's people to understand the times in which we are living. On November the 12th, 2013, 
we opened our Jerusalem Prophecy College in downtown Jerusalem. These same courses are now available online for people who are unable to attend the classes in person. We welcome students to join us and discover the link between current events and the prophecies of the Bible. Take your place in the prophecy of Daniel 11.33. Enroll in the Jerusalem Prophecy College today. Go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com. Again, everybody, you have got to know your Bible in the end time. The, the, you say, well, what's the, what's the quickest way for me to do that? We, we created the Jerusalem Prophecy College online for this purpose and this purpose alone. It's not a big money maker for us. It is to help you to get up to speed very quick on the Bible and what it's all about and to help you make it to heaven. All the details are there. It's very, very important. Now, continuing on. Herson said that interfaith dialogue denies one crucially important reality, that being that there are incompatible fundamental distinctions between the deeply held beliefs of differing religions of the world. That's absolutely true. How do you marry all that? I mean, think about it. Muslims deny that Jesus was God or that he died on the cross. That's the essence of my Christian belief system is that Jesus Christ was God and that he died on the cross. Without that, you have nothing. You, you, if you don't believe Jesus Christ died, was buried and rose again, when Jesus Christ rose from the dead, that was our promise that will raise one of these days. Without that, the, the, that belief system and that, that being the gospel and you obeying that spiritually, spiritually die, spiritually be buried, spiritually raise again, you, you, there's no Christian experience. But yet this inter, interfaith movement would say, hey, that's okay. And then Hinduism, Buddhism, Confucianism, and many others, the polytheistic religions that believe in more than one God, diametrically opposed to the Word of God. There are religions that worship nature, religions that worship um, the sun, the moon, the stars. And because of this fact, Hershen says that it is impossible for religions to be combined or somehow blended together without suffering the loss of the vital integrity of the respective faiths. I mean, in order to pursue the goals of interfaith dialogue, participants must act as though these differences do not exist, which is impossible in my mind. And they must also accept and espouse that contradictory beliefs can be reconciled. That is impossible, everybody. Think about this. They've been trying this for years now. At the Parliament of World Religions that was held in Chicago in 1993. It was a 100-year anniversary. Uh, They had the original one in 1893. This was 1993. They were celebrating the 100-year anniversary. Think about this. There were Catholics, Protestants, Hindus, Jews, Muslims, Sikhs, Astorians, Wiccans, which are witches, indigenous people, many others. I mean, there was just thousands there. They gathered together. They adopted a global ethic. I think I talked about this a few weeks ago about Hans Kuhn. 
It was, he was the, uh, a, a, he was authored by the eminent Catholic theologian Hans Kung, K-U-N-G. A global ethic is simply a belief system, a belief statement. And the essence of that global ethic is captured in Hans Kuhn's global ethic was captured in three quotes from the document. This document was adopted at the 1993 Parliament of World's Religions. He said, we affirm that a core set of, that a set of core values, a common set, is found in the teachings of the religions. And that these are the basis, these can form the basis for a global ethic that all religions can agree upon. Okay. Number two. There already exist in ancient guidelines for human behavior, which are found in the teachings of the religions of the world and which are the condition, here it is, for a sustainable world order. That is the goal. World government. They really don't care about the religions getting together and agreeing. All they want is the world government. This is Bible prophecy 101, Revelation chapter 13. World government. They're going to use a world religion to realize that, and then they're going to have an economic sanctioning system, the mark of the beast. Number three in Hans Kuhn's um, global ethic, he said, and listen to this, this is not possible. He said, for the cause of the world government, we need to sink our narrow differences among religions. For the cause of the world community, for the cause of world government, Practicing a culture of solidarity, solidarity and relatedness. Now, sink our narrow differences. I mean, this terminology, uh, sustainable world order. We hear that a lot in the news. What is that? It's world government. The sustainable development goals, the socialistic blueprint of world government by the United Nations. So when Hans Kuhn, now this was back in 93, you understand. What, almost 30 years ago now? He was talking about a sustainable world order back then. This stuff didn't start yesterday. We're at the culmination of this thing. And so he said that, hey, we need to sink our narrow differences. Well, that's pretty alarming back then, even now. Do the, do the narrow differences that we're supposed to be sink include beliefs about whether or not Jesus was God or whether that we should worship Allah as God? Narrow differences? Come on, everybody. I mean, we're all smarter than this, really. We've got to be. But there are huge organizations that are being sucked up into this like a big shop vac. Narrow differences like um, Jehovah as God or Brahma as God. Narrow differences. We must sink our narrow differences for the cause of the world community, for the cause of the world government. The philosophy of this global ethic is what drives interfaithism. Hans Kuhn, uh, he previously had penned the global ethic that stated that we, got, we have to sink these narrow differences that keep us apart so that we can inform, we can in fact form a global community. The dream of a one world government and one world religion was progressing towards reality decades ago, everybody. It was the culmination of the interfaith movement. You say, well, yeah, Dave, but that was in 93. That died off. Oh, no, 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 no. It didn't die off. It is very much alive today. Why do you think Pope Francis went down and signed a document of brotherhood, of of fraternal brotherhood with an imam in the United Arab Emirates? 
because it's very much alive today. A Muslim and a quote-unquote Christian signing a document of fraternal brotherhood that says the plurality of religions is willed by God? Come on. Not if you know your Bible. Not if you know your Bible. And other thorny issues arise which pose additional problems for the interfaith movement. If you're sincere, if you're not sincere, I mean, if I'm not a sincere individual, I can believe whatever I want. And, but if you're a sincere individual, you'll read something in the word of God and you say, wow, man, I, I know that somebody on the news is saying this, but the word of God says this. And I know this huge interfaith movement, and these guys are all supposed to be well-read, educated individuals in these biblical seminaries and all these different things. But the Word of God says this. At that point, you've got a decision to make. Will you listen to the academics? Will you read your commentaries and believe all that? Or will you look at the Word of God and says, no, the Word of God says this, and I'm going to go with that. You, a sincere individual would do that. When I get somebody on the phone, and I'm talking to them. I can tell if they're sincere or if they're trying to push an agenda. They've got something that they believe and it's like, you guys are teaching it wrong. And this, and all I got to do is ask them a few simple questions and I can tell whether they're sincere or whether it's like, no, this is what I believe. This is what I'm teaching. And, you know, I don't want to hear what you say. I just want to change your mind. I've had that conversation a million times. And I'm sincere. If somebody called and said, hey, let me show you a scripture, Dave. We look at the scripture and it's something that I, that they can change my mind on. I would change my mind because I want to know the truth and I want to make it to heaven. Now, I've studied long enough that I'm solid as a rock on what I believe. Believe me. I sat under a unbelievably fabulous Bible teacher. His name was Irvin Baxter. And I'm telling you, I sat under him since I was nine years old. You wonder why I am the way I am? Because Irvin Baxter molded and shaped me and whittled on me and put me on a, a, uh, one of those pottery wheels. And just if something became marred, he would pull it off and throw it in the... I'm telling you. So we need, you need to be sincere. If the Word of God says it, that's what we're going with, folks. And there are these so-called faith... Um, entities that have adopted the practice of worshiping an anti-deity or deities. In other words, they are involved in occult beliefs and practices. There are all kinds of people that are being gathered into these interfaith movements. And there are Wiccans. They invite witches, indigenous people. I mean, people that are worshiping things that you couldn't even imagine. Uh, spirit things and, and not the spirit, but uh, different spirits that are not good spirits and different uh, idols and the nature itself and, and this, that, and the other, uh, you know, just weird stuff. And I'm not, I'm not making fun of people. I'm saying that this is, there are agendas being pushed that would say this stuff is all okay. But it's something, again, I said this is a warning. Do not get caught up in this stuff in the end time. Please, I'm asking you, know the Bible. Get involved in the Jerusalem Prophecy College. Get involved in the end of the age plus. 
all the information's there. You can, it's easy. You watch the DVDs. It's, 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 it's done. The work is really done for you. The work is reading this stuff, studying it, praying, fasting, asking God to show you, and then being able to explain it to people. All that work is done. All you got to do is go watch the DVDs. There's no excuse. It's as, it's as easy as it gets. But we wanted to do it like that because we want to get detailed into some subjects that need to pull you out of this global mindset because most of the world is moving in that direction. You understand? You've got to get your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Be born again. The Bible says in Revelation 13, everyone, everyone will worship the Antichrist whose names are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You're not going to have the, the, the power to withstand him. Now, again, there will be pockets of resistance around the world. I understand the country of Jordan, Israel, we believe the United States. But there are still people here in the United States that are moving forward with this. They're pro-globalists. They're, they believe in a world government. They believe in socialism, communism. You understand there's a communist party USA that wants a world government. And it's something you cannot be involved in in the end time. Again, this is a warning today. Do not be sucked up into this stuff. Make sure that your church boards and, and the, the, your general boards are not moving in this direction. You don't want to be a part of that. I'd get out of that as fast as I could. Because if, it doesn't li- if, it, if, it, if it's lined up with the word of God, I'm in. But it's got to line up with the word of God. You cannot move into these things. And they say, well, you know, we're compromising a little bit on the word of God so we can just have favor with men. I'm not into that. I'm not moving off the word of God. We, we've got to stay with that. I want to be friends and love everybody. And I do love everybody. But we would have to have a conversation about that. Ah, this is what the word of God says. We're going to go with that. So I just wanted to come before you today because there are articles being written all the time about interfaithism and things moving us into this world religious system. And I want to warn you, do not be a part of that in the end time. It's something that's going to take you down the wrong path. There's one way to be saved, and that's the biblical way, and that's through Jesus Christ. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.